0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Big Beat and Speedy C Podcast. We are your hosts, I am Brian. Uh, I'm Cody. Okay, good, I can hear you. We are doing this thing remotely and I'm running from room to room right now so I can get away from the dog.
1: I really hope the audio <laughs> is <I'm> good.
0: <laughs> I re- I, man, I have a good feeling because the last time you and I had to do it remotely, it came off good.
1: But it still had those moments where like, we were talking over each other, which is a I weird...
0: Oh, I, we're doing it without even the audio messing us up. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I will make sure I'll give you five seconds before and after you talk to make sure that we don't overlap, you know?
1: Okay, I think I'll try to do the same thing.
0: <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> kidding. That would suck. I'm just going to wing it, man.
1: Dude, I, I like tried it. I was like, this is going to be awkward every time we do this.
0: Yeah, because I would imagine taking a long pause. I, I didn't know if you'd be taking a long pause to think. Or if you're giving me time to interject.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's tricky, man. I just say we wing it and see what happens.
0: All right. That sounds good, man. You want to start us off?
1: Sure. So I was kind of going through my book just to see like what kind of questions we've asked in the past. Oh, and wow. one of them was what like I asked you is a while ago. Like what was your biggest failure and what you learned from it? Mm-hmm. So today... I'm going to ask, what do you think is your biggest biggest success?
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Huh. Yeah, I was thinking about this. I was like, I don't really know what I want to say. But I was curious what your answer is.
0: Because, okay, this is probably going to sound depressing. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I've had a bunch of, like, average successes. You know? <laughs> like, it's hard for me to think about, like, my greatest success because not a single – point really like stands out to me like like as a major turn. well maybe there are like major turning points in my life okay this is going to sound cheesy but I feel like the greatest success was like chasing Brixton okay and like really really pursuing that as a relationship because honestly if I really think about it like all my good things and who I am today started with finding her
1: that's true you weren't uh, a total douchebag anymore
0: once you (laughs) (laughs) no just a marginal douchebag you know
1: (laughs) semi douchebag now are, yes. <laughs> yeah dude um, I, I don't for me i don't think it's it's happened yet yeah the yeah, others
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay I, I, I take that back i i think um completing track was one of so far my biggest success at this time college, college yes.
0: track yeah
1: because that be I was that. four I years of do- a
0: student athlete yeah
1: dude it was a doozy of a time and like you really like I learned I learned a lot about myself throughout the process. And so even though I don't think it will be the biggest success, obviously in my life, but I think at mm-hmm. this time, it's probably it's probably up there, I would say.
0: Well, man, you're you're making me think about this question. I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I can't remember who he was talking to, but they were talking about like um, like people's worst moments in their lives. like one guy might have had his whole family murdered in this crazy drug deal okay that's the worst thing that happened to him the person down the street the worst thing that happened to them was they stubbed their toe so even though it's like it's like the worst thing that happened to that person but they're not they're totally completely different Uh uh-huh um so like think about like the best thing that happened in your life is going to be marginal compared to someone that has like like major crazy successes but to you it's still like your greatest success and it makes you really happy and proud
1: yeah with uh kind of piggybacking on your um, Joe Rogan example, that's where it gets tricky when you're like talking to someone who's going through a challenging time mm-hmm. because you don't know how they're like mm-hmm. taking that. Like it could be very marginal compared to something that you went through, but to them it's like the, like the worst experience of their life. Yep. So I think, I think that's a, one of the dip, mm-hmm. most difficult things perspective wise is like having that empathy and just kind of realizing what they're going through, even though it's something that you may have already went through and it wasn't that big of a deal to you.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. That That's uh, speaking volumes. And it makes me think of the, uh, what song is it? It's the AJ, one of the AJR's new songs. Oh. Uh, Smallest Violin. Yeah, World's Smallest Violin. Dude, that song is so very relatable. And it kind of makes you question like your own tr- like troubles. Like, are your troubles really even worth like being troubling kind of thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it really does, but it's a very catchy song. Which, but it's like mm-hmm. deep underline, underling, underline. No, I mean, definitely
0: because he's he's talking about his grandfather who fought in a war, and then his father who was a firefighter, and then he finds himself talking to uh, like a counselor about like his small problems, and he's like, "I need to play my small violin for someone, like it needs an audience somewhere." And it's just that whole like comparison of circumstances.
1: That's the whole thing with like successes too, though you can't really mm-hmm. compare, like what you're doing with your life because we all kind of walk our own path, and it doesn't really matter what where we're at as long as mm-hmm. we're just kind of striving for what we want in life. Definitely,
0: but it's so hard not to get caught up in that, like keeping up with the Joneses and making sure your house is Pinterest worthy and <laughs> <laughs> all that. Oh well, I man, I was going to say this really. I'm going to apologize to our four fans out there. I've got got a weird cough I've been dealing with for a while. Um, uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. We're we're man, we are skyrocketing in fans. But uh, yeah, I've got a cough, so I'm sorry for my coughing throughout this episode. (laughs) Gosh. Yeah, Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think, like, because I like your example of the track, because like I could, man, honestly, like even just student athletes in general, like. Going to college, getting a degree, and because you have a being a student athlete is a full time job while you're going to school. Like that's that's tough.
1: Yeah. I, I will play devil's advocate though and say, even though it's tough, we, we do have a lot of like resources given to us. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, some of the times we student athletes as a population just take kind of take it for granted, kind of yeah. just, uh, be a little bit greedy with it, yeah. and so once you get out, like out in the real world, it gets a little dicey with some of the people I've met, just like all the entitlement and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I guess if so it was just, wasn't, it, oh, go ahead, sorry.
1: But it, I mean, just kind of, kind of depends how how you utilize, utilize those resources.
0: Yeah, because uh, oh, I'm not, I, I don't know enough about that to really speak into it. Um, I don't even know what the programs are called, but, like, for professional athletes, there's programs to help them manage money because a lot of – stereotypically, I guess, is that uh, a lot of them – I guess, for for lack of better words, like the maturing of professional athletes, like, man, how can I explain these circumstances? I can't remember where I heard it. I might not even go any further into this because I I don't know too much about it. Uh, But basically, it's a program – to help people not be turds with money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it, you you see you hear a lot about it. Like people will go like bankrupt or something once they're mm-hmm. done with their careers because they're just blowing it on a house and car and yeah. who knows what.
0: I mean, you can't <laughs> for for a lot of this, you can't really like blame the people. You know, like for for some of the people that like grew up in poverty and that was their shot to get out, and they become rich and successful like really fast I mean even I even think about like Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus and like they went through like phases of being just turds and like you're like what are they doing and then now you're hearing more about like them coming out of childhood stardom and how difficult that process is and and, like you really start to like humanize these people and you're like wow okay yeah that would be really freaking hard like you try to deal with that like being in high school and being a millionaire like you would be that'd be hard not to be a d-bag
1: oh dude it'd be Damn near impossible, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. Holy isn't God. isn't
1: there a isn't there a documentary on Justin Bieber
0: uh, I'm that sure. kind of like
1: shows the process of what he was going through,
0: dude? You, I, I'm sure, but you just reminded me that I need to watch the Billie Eilish documentary.
1: Oh yeah, that's. I mean, when you said like you're you're humanizing these celebrities, mm-hmm. yeah. If you do watch that, that um what's it called documentary it, it really shows like what she was going through and it's it's kind of cool actually just to kind of relate to her her issues that she's going through life with
0: man that's awesome i, I did need to watch it because that was that's when one of the reasons why i was turned off of her music was because she was so young and she was singing about really deep things and i was like she's so young how could she even be singing about this stuff
1: yeah dude, it's it's pretty it really uh because I, I liked her before i watched it but after i watched it i was like man like this girl is just talented and just hearing her story just made that that music much that much better
0: that's cool i, I definitely got to check it out not calling so i'm not calling like bieber and all them villains but i love i love when stories now humanize villains because it it just totally makes you question <laughs> the, the storyline <sighs> you're like i want to hate them but i kind of like them
1: yeah i mean it's true man i, I feel the same way, honestly
0: because what are we watching it's the uh it's a new netflix show that's like number one or number two right now and it's all magical and oh i I think i know what you're talking about yeah and the the guy he he plays prince caspian shout out narnia um (laughs) he turns out to be a bad guy for the most part that's where we're at right now um but it's, it's starting to show some flashbacks flashbacks um, of him and it's it's you start to see like why he is who he is and you're like man like he's just trying to be a good guy it's the world's fault for making him a bad guy
1: <laughs> stupid world
0: yeah man and then i uh you can, you can go to even naruto with like pain or like the pain era like these guys Dude. are horrible villains and you get one flashback and you're like oh i kind of love the guy now he's a good guy
1: he's he's awesome
0: He's good. He is, yeah. He's fine. He <laughs> murdered millions of people, destroyed villages. But oh, he had—he was a—he was a poor child. All right, I understand.
1: So, for some reason, whatever—I don't know what I did to my TikTok, but I think I like followed followed an arto account,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, dude, just like nothing but like pain arc episodes. It's like damn it, dude. It just makes me want to watch it over again. But then I, I started watching it again. And it was like the first Naruto.
0: Oh yeah, believe yeah. it,
1: uh, dude. I can't do it. I might just skip to the paint art and just watch it from there.
0: Dude, he, he's so cringy. The whole <laughs>
1: show is cringy. Dude.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could rewatch Naruto. I mean, I, I could probably rewatch shippuden but I cannot do Naruto again. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I might. I might just do shippuden honestly.
0: Or maybe just watch the tuning exams and then skip to Shippuden. Call it good. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. The tuning. I forgot about that in Naruto. That was pretty dope.
0: <sighs> Iconic. Mad. <clears throat> Holy cow. Where are we at? How do we get to <laughs> – of course, we end up on Naruto.
1: <laughs> but I was actually thinking about your answer with, mm, like, your mm-hmm. relationship with Brexson. Yeah. And I, another, like, top probably two, obviously, would be uh the distance that me and Cheyenne did for a year.
0: that's a really good point because not many people can do that
1: yep i don't even know why I did first but it's just kind of
0: oh sorry i keep trying to interrupt you you go man
1: it's just kind of like something that i didn't think it was a big deal but when i think about it after we did it i was like man like that it took a lot for both of us and it it is so easy i guess that's what kind of why i overlook it
0: i mean dude it's difficult for people that live in the same state I mean, you guys were states apart like that. And like you, you didn't even like you first met online. Like, like that's crazy. That's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, just creeping on my Instagram.
0: Yeah, dude. Gotta, <laughs> gotta make that stuff more private.
1: <laughs> yeah. we set the private next time. Shit.
0: But I guess, I guess like accomplishment wise, like I, I I guess my greatest accomplishment this far is just my job.
1: Yeah. Like just enjoying it. You mean just like the kind <laughs> of job that you're doing.
0: Enjoying it now, so I guess my greatest accomplishment is Corona, right? Corona's <laughs>
1: made my job so much better. <laughs> I guess with poor Corona, I guess like,
0: jeez, absolutely nuts.
1: All right, on, dude. I think that was I think that was pretty good for the first. <clears throat> All
0: right, man. We're taking uh, who? We're taking a turn, but I wanted to talk about this because um, we've got a book that we've been reading, and we've already kind of discussed like. Child raising and masculinity, and all this stuff. And I think this is the first time I'm just going to ask you a straight question. Because usually, usually I go on like this long tangent about something, and I kind of (laughs) lose myself. I'm like, I don't even know what I was going to ask you if I was going to ask anything. All right, man. So, are you ready for my first question ever, really?
1: I don't know. I don't think I can handle it. Like I don't know how I'm going to respond to it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here it is. Is pornography bad? Oh, (laughs) yeah, man.
1: I think yes. Without a doubt, yes.
0: Without a doubt. Why without a doubt?
1: I mean, because, I don't know, it's just like, it's not realistic, first of all.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I feel like it takes away the like the connection part of that like being intimate yeah and it's just i don't know it's just not a good thing i don't think to just because i mean it's it's so huge that we all know about it yep which is sad but it's just kind of the reality of what it is but it's
0: like oh keep going sorry
1: but just like especially like when you get in like relationships it just gets dicey when if like the significant others watching that as they're like with someone else.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will, I will agree <clears throat> wholeheartedly with what you're saying. Um, even just like how I grew up, like how it ties into like masculinity, like sexual um, adventures and escapades were like, that's what made you manly. I like that, I like, I like that was the assumption I had forever. However, I was raised or taught, like, I thought to be cool to be a man, I had to have all this sexual prowess. And I think <clears throat> pornography really set like the standard, the expectations. Um, and now, growing up, being mature, thinking about trying to be a father, um, be a better lover to my wife, all these things. Um, there's a lot of underlying issues that was caused when I was growing up, probably basically like directly related to pornography. And it just comes down to like objectification and just going into like the gym and seeing females dressed in what clothing that makes them feel very powerful. But from a guy just, okay, I'm being directly honest, any guy in the gym and sees an attractive woman walk in with tight leggings and like a crop top, Mm-hmm. It's gonna it, like you're gonna try not to look, but you're gonna look and you're gonna be thinking, and then you're maybe you come up with a thought, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's dressed like that, like p- put on some clothes or whatever comes to your mind. But ultimately, the clothing makes her feel like a badass. Like it's just yep. it's the same thing why guys wear like cutoffs and things like that. But it's because our culture, our society, pornography, whatever you want to even throw at it, has built this perception. And like we we just objectify women so hardly. And I think a lot of it is going to have to deal with pornography um, and just like offshoots of that.
1: that so, what so what's the, what, I guess, so like what brought this up? Like, where you, you said you're reading a book, is it mm-hmm. brought up oh, enough? Yeah,
0: yes, it is. It's, uh, he's redefining masculinity. I can, oh, shoot, I should have brought the book in with me because I actually forgot the name of it. Yeah, let me go get up and get that so I know the name of it. Um, listen to my door open as I hit my head on the door, too. Gosh, did you hear the bump? <laughs> I forgot that I got my headphones on and it hit my head. <clears throat> okay, the book is titled Man Enough by Justin Boldoni. I think that's name. Okay, is. um, he's not redefining masculinity, he's undefining masculinity. <clears throat> so, we're reading this book and it's talking about just the things he was taught growing up and basically goes into pornography and all these things. Like, like everybody, like almost every single man everywhere has watched porn and has some kind of side effects from it and probably still watches it and all this kind of jazz. Um, But they got, he goes into how um, like the, the addictive side effect of porn, because like when you watch porn, um, there's a dopamine response. So it literally becomes addictive. And then there are so Many studies, so many studies, that pornography directly relates to uh, violence and men. Violence. Yes, violence. There's there's been like randomized experiment, like just so so many so many studies that like directly leads to violence. And I remember Brexton talking to me in college, and <clears throat> I'm going to butcher. Actually, I don't even know like the literature she was talking about, but she read this article that Japanese men um are so addicted to like very violent porn that it comes off in their relationships and dating and that the females there are really objectified more than what they are here. And it's like like the study was like directly like this phenomenon was directly related to porn like the objectification and the submission and the violence and all this.
1: Man it like oh go ahead. It's it's tough too because like I was saying, it's so big. Like how mm. how would you even fix that? Like how how could you fix yeah. that as a society?
0: Exactly. And I don't think because sure, you can make the argument, and there are there are some cases where like you can you could argue that porn is good because it teaches about like body confidence and maybe teaches you new positions and just <laughs> and like gives you like like a confidence in your own kink kind of thing. You know? Uh-huh. So like there, there can be good arguments for it but ultimately it kind of comes back to the whole argument we had on the last podcast about that happy device. Oh yeah. Like, sure. There's, there's probably a good aspect of it, but then it's just, it's too tempting with the other emotions you can have, or it's too tempting with other avenues that you could delve into and look at and other fetishes and all this other things that build upon that.
1: And yeah, that's, I mean, it's like that's exactly true.
0: And then I've been listening to this podcast and it's about this woman named, um, Jermaine Charlo, um she she still she has disappeared. She's been disappeared for a couple years now. Um, the case is coming down to where she was probably murdered. But in that area in Montana, there's a lot of sex trafficking, and so just think, just thinking about like raising a daughter, thinking about sex trafficking, and just Brexit sent me a TikTok today of the, there. It was a judge talking to this man that raped two children out of daycare, um, who was four and six, and he's like, man, I wonder how much of this like rape and sex trafficking and all this stuff could actually be like eradicated if there wasn't like pornography then I mean, you know can of see what i'm saying
1: yeah I, I i don't really know how to answer that because I, I, I just don't really know to be honest with you but um i know cheyenne she that's like i want to say one of her internships that's like all they like studied was sex trafficking mm-hmm. so she knows a lot about it just like what to avoid and all that kind of stuff so i i want to say we're good because i'm i feel like if we have a daughter then she'll know what to tell her <laughs> about yeah. how to avoid sex trafficking
0: <laughs> it's just it's just sad that you we, we have to we have to teach our kids to be aware of this and, be, and like to protect themselves and like it's disgusting and it's scary it's it's messed up and i want exactly but like how if you get back to the issue of pornography and how to get rid of it or mitigate it there's there's the like cats out of the bag. There's no way you're putting that back.
1: No, there's there's no way we're it's just <laughs> gonna continue what it is because it's such a big industry.
0: Oh. Gosh, yeah. So there's that. There's a little depressing. <laughs> <laughs> a little I'm, I'm, bit of information.
1: I'm proud of you though, man. That was your first question. I, I think it went well. Yeah. I didn't have to figure out like where you're going.
0: Not talking about quantum mechanics.
1: (laughs) Something I can actually understand. Yeah. Oh, we're good, man. So I guess I'll just dive into my second one. So have you watched have you ever watched the Fast and Furious
0: movies? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. So there's a new one coming out. It's like the ninth one, I think. Mm -hmm. And for a while I was like kind of saying, screw it. Like they're just kind of a little too cheesy for me. But I finally like dove back into him and I've been enjoying trying to like catch it up. Cause I, I think the last one was like five and I'm up to like seven now. Okay. And basically there's a scene. It was like Dom who's the main dude and like the main billion were like talking to each other and they're saying like one thing motivates each other. And for Dom, it was like family. And for the other dude, it's like precision and accuracy or whatever. And so my question to you is like, do you think that is like actually possible for us just to be motivated by motivated by like one value?
0: My, my first initial thing would be like, sure, why not? Um, if it's strong enough, it could keep you going forever. So do you
1: have something you think for you? I
0: think, I think it's not as strong yet, but I, I think, I've, I think I've kind of talked about this when you asked like a question, like, I can't remember what the question was, but I feel like we talked about it. was like, what's your like ultimate goal or did you have a, like a dream career growing up? Yeah. Um, because, because I don't, and I, I still don't, but I've always felt like I wanted to be a father and I want to build a family with good values and traditions. And, um, I think that is still my driving force because my idea of a good family really ties off of who I am as a man and as a person and a husband and all that thing. And, uh, so what my what I want my family to reflect is how I'm gonna like, you know build myself into. So yeah, I would say like that my family. <laughs> I'm Dom. My family. Dumb. Is what, yeah, <laughs> is a there's enough motivation. Um, because I don't. Sure, money helps. Chasing money is nice, but I'm I, that's never really been a goal. Um, precision and accuracy, like what?
1: Yeah, it was like something. What does he mean? It, it may not be along those lines, but it is like something. I I know precision was one of them. And it's basically just like following a plan so like precise that no one can touch you. Basically, like no one will know what you're doing. Interesting. Why? While you're making that plan.
0: Like perfectionism. Okay.
1: Yeah, basically, is what it is.
0: But like, that's that's interesting because like you're you're not a perfect person, so like your your precision can your plan can be flawed. What happens if your plan's flawed?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're striving to be perfect, so you're just always fighting that battle with yourself, I would, I would feel. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What about you? I think I think it's just easy to say, just family, honestly, because I'm kind of the same way. Like, once we do start having kids and even just being in the relationship, you just want to be that much better for the other person mm-hmm. so you're just striving to kind of strive into always bettering yourself.
0: Yeah, and I think there's... there's you're not fully you until you have kids like you you, i don't think you could okay maybe this could be argued but i think it can because
1: what about those people who don't want kids because they're not necessarily wrong
0: yeah so yeah so like but for like you on your journey and your path and i I can say this for myself too sure some people want to be single their whole life and not have kids that's fine i'm not i'm not saying like you have to have a family to be whole, but for like our certain past, like we can't be the people we want to be until we meet the woman that's going to help us build our family and like getting into a relationship, like that's building the other part of you. And then you have kids and that, that builds you into the next part of you. And uh, yeah, like you can't be yourself. Like you can't be truly yourself until those things happen.
1: So, you know what I think would be kind of interesting to hear is because since obviously you and i are pretty similar so we have like the same driving force um maybe like ask them like the same question to that person who doesn't want to have kids and wants to be single i wonder i wonder mm-hmm. what their answer would be yeah i think that'd be interesting what
0: is your goal that would be cool i don't know who you talk to <laughs> who wants that
1: Man. uh i mean i know people but i mean i don't know them on like a personal level i've just heard like stories about random people that i've heard throughout my life
0: yeah but no like because when i think of those movies and like dom um correct me if i'm wrong but like his thing of family and his motivation is more of protection
1: yeah pretty much i keep him safe and all that
0: and i think that's great but that also sounds exhausting because it kind of builds on like a like a perfectionist kind of thing
1: yeah because then i mean his his scenario so insane that he keeps doing. He keeps doing what he's doing, but it keeps putting his family in danger. So it's just like an yeah. oxymoron.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But the, I, dude, I love those movies. Honestly, as cheesy as they are, I just
0: that's, a, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> <My> <laughs> you just got to protect my family. <laughs> just stop doing things, man. <laughs>
1: just lay low for damn sake. Good lord.
0: <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs>
1: uh, if you just get past like how unrealistic it is, then I, that's when I like really started enjoying the movies.
0: Which, I think this was a Fast and Furious movie, but it's where The Rock, like, he gets like a Lamborghini, he gets some crazy car and he's in this, the car is in a building, like on the top floor and he's trying to escape a bad guy and he drives the car from one skyscraper to the next skyscraper. Uh, Yeah,
1: dude, that's the the seventh one. I just watched that one, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, there'd be no way that would work.
1: Dude, I was just watching this like, what the hell, man? But it was a There'd supercar, be, man. Don't forget about that.
0: Okay, it's a supercar. <laughs> Think about, okay, unless, okay, sure, you can throw luck into the, like, he was completely lucky. But, like, if you weren't doing crazy science to figure out, like, the projection <laughs> and the arc and everything to actually hit another window, not a wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, they're all glass, dude. You're just going to smash into it. The them. whole
0: building's not glass. Like, what if you <laughs> hit too low and you hit, like, like a, like a floor section of the outside? <laughs> you're done (laughs) it shows over
1: (laughs) donald brian's dead i guess brian is technically dead which is sad but
0: you watch isn't it like a shaw and whoever the rock is
1: oh husband shaw
0: yeah did you watch that
1: yeah i don't really remember it to be honest with you though i think it was kind of the similar sort of thing just madness every time
0: yeah i need to watch i wonder if it's like are these are these stories like are they all canon do they all it does it all feed off i'm surely they're all sequential
1: yeah so besides uh tokyo drift which was like oh, the, the most random thing but finally they're uh they're incorporating it i think it started in like six they started incorporating tokyo drift okay and so it actually makes sense now what's happening
0: that's funny <laughs> Like, surely after what what was it, five? Was it five when Paul Walker died?
1: No, that's a that was seven. So, the the one I just watched.
0: Oh, okay. I I thought surely that they'd be done after that one.
1: Yeah, dude, I don't because I haven't seen eight yet. So, I'm kind of curious, like, what the hell is going on with it?
0: I remember seeing the trailer for eight, I think it was eight, where like he seemingly like switches sides. Who is it? Dom.
1: Oh. I'm sure something. I remember
0: seeing like the trailer where he kind of like switched teams. Like he appears like a bad guy.
1: Yeah, who knows, man, what they're doing. I'm I'm curious how these next two are going to be without uh, Brian or Paul Walker.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on.
1: You know what time it is?
0: Oh, I guess it is. Um, You're going to have to lead this thing because. Yeah, you (laughs) haven't done anything. I haven't done anything nerdy (laughs) in like two weeks.
1: For your guarding man.
0: <laughs> I guess I guess I could throw that into my the nerd pod.
1: <laughs> the garden.
0: <laughs> we are here. We are here. We are at the nerd pod. All right, man. You wanna you wanna leave us off on the believe it section?
1: Believe it. Uh yeah, I was gonna ask you, have you heard of this new game called Biomutant coming out? Have you have you read anything on it?
0: Nope.
1: So I've just been seeing like random articles with like my Google News like pop up Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it looks interesting it's like a rpg open world type thing and i think you're a mouse you're the mouse i think i think you're a mouse and basically you can like choose classes at the beginning and then as you're exploring you can craft weapons from the junk that you get Mm -hmm. it's basically a combo of i've heard it's like a combo of uh devils make Devils May Cry, is that a game?
0: Okay, yeah, I hated those games. I know they're popular, though.
1: Devils May Cry and, like, Fallout, since, like, it's, like, a post-apocalyptic thing. Okay. And then there's, like, another game, or, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild.
0: Oh, okay, that's a big hitter there.
1: So it was, like, a combination of those three. And, the only, I mean, Breath
0: of... If any game that has that open world that Breath of the Wild has, I, I would probably play it.
1: So that's basically, like, they're their moneymaker is what they're striving for is the world ex- exploration.
0: And you're in your mouse. It makes me think of the, uh, the red wall series.
1: Yeah, it's, it's super weird, but the only thing that, cause I have just been in such a mood to build, there's like no base building in the game, which kind of turns me off from it. Yeah. But if you, I think if you like, uh, Breath of the Wild and all that kind of thing, I think it'd be a game for those kind of players.
0: Man, well, what is it called again?
1: Biomutant.
0: Biomutant is the turt Like, is it like a teenage mutant ninja turtle, or is it just like a like a small mouse?
1: No, I, I don't really understand the mouse. It's just like all animals. Like the game is all animals.
0: Dude, I'm for it, honestly. So I'm get this I don't. up after this?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm kind of curious how because I think it comes out May 25th, so this month. So I'm curious what what it all is about once it does come out
0: interesting biomuted man i I just want to get back on a game like even just fallout now that the update's out i want to i want to touch that and build
1: dude this new update has been so amazing honestly for builders i think for fallout 76
0: has anyone else been playing it
1: me and green have been playing a little bit i've also been busy as shit yeah so i haven't played as much as i want but just i mean just having that extra base man is just such a game changer for building
0: how how many extra bases do you get
1: so you only get two i thought
0: that it'd be like five and you can slot between those
1: that's what grandma was saying dude i hope they give us like three i think three would be perfect
0: like i almost wonder like if you could go i mean for microtransaction purposes like you could shoot like i they they should open that up and let you purchase new slots,
1: like extra slots. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean, I would buy that.
0: I would pay like two dollars or something for an extra slot. Hell yeah, bud! Dang, it's only two. How many? Okay, so what about the uh, the the perk card? Um,
1: that is also two.
0: That's only two. Oh no, I thought it was gonna be more.
1: <laughs> but because because I me and Greenland had the same conversation because he was saying the same thing. You are. I was like, you got to, like, kind of look at their their perspective. Because if you gave people five camp slots, I can only imagine what that would do to, like, the servers in the game.
0: Yeah, but you only load one camp at a time.
1: Yeah, but those other ones are still... They still have to be loaded somewhere in the server because you can activate it at any time.
0: Well, I wonder if that is the case. Because, like, let's say you load into a world, and, dude, there'd be no way, even with two. Like, I feel... I wonder if we could research this because I would think that you would load into the, where you would choose, like you, whatever your default camp is at that time you load in that camp would load in. And then if you wanted to switch to the camp, it would probably like load and be like, Oh, sorry, someone's already right here to try to find you a new server, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So if you just imagine if you did five, how like yeah. annoying that would be.
0: Well, that would be annoying but it would still be like the, it, it'd be the same thing. Like if you, if you had a popular camp somewhere, like I, I don't think it'd change the, the server wise, because if you wanted to switch camps and that spot was already taken, then you would just find a new camp or a new um, space server. because you wanna Yeah. Cause if you wanted that camp to begin with, you want to have loaded to that server anyways. Right.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if, if you're really pushing for like the membership that fallout has, then you mm-hmm. can just kind of just make that more, of a deal because uh dude. people will get private servers
0: dude so that would actually be really smart for an additive to the private server is if you had your private server you could load all your camps at once
1: yeah dude That'd be f- the only thing about that is i don't know because if you're paying for it then you're <laughs> you're kind of one you're just paying for what you want because mm-hmm. if you have two of them then you can have two resources being mined yep but, I mean, that's that's what you get for paying for the membership, so.
0: Exactly. I feel like that would just be another added bonus to getting the membership.
1: Because it's basically the it basically, same thing for RuneScape. Yeah, it's free, but you have, like, probably a fourth of the map, if even that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I hope, uh, hope Bethesda is listening to this.
1: <laughs> the, like, biggest, one of the biggest video games. <laughs> <the> smallest podcast. <laughs> like come on hear our voice like these guys know what's up man
0: <laughs> yeah they do these guys are genius let's get them on the team
1: <laughs> dude i bet i bet between our friend group we can make a damn good game
0: we could we just we have great ideas like even okay well, the one piece world make the that like, one, piece one piece game video game i, I can't believe that they have it. it would be such a cash grab The game, the the show, the story is so popular already. Make the game the fans want and it'll be bought. I don't understand why it's not out yet.
1: Dude, could you imagine like an RPG One Piece where you could just build your own freaking crew? Good lord. Yeah,
0: and sail around to the islands. It's just an open world. Dude, I I can't believe that they haven't done it yet. And I remember you and I talking about this because the one game, the, the most recent One Piece game that came out, the directors of that game said in an interview... We know this isn't the game the fans want, but we wanted to make it. I was like, Why you just make the game. You know what the fans want. Why are you doing
1: this? That's <laughs> like one piece in a nutshell right there. <sighs> Good Lord. That's so
0: we know what you want, but we're not gonna give it to you. Yeah, <laughs> we're
1: saying, screw you. Who cares <laughs> yeah. what you want?
0: <laughs> oh, man. No, I was talking to my dad yesterday and the past two weeks feel like one big day because it's been, like, the same activity. Like, it's been yard work and gardening and gardening and gardening. And like, oh! But it's been fun, nonetheless.
1: You actually enjoyed it? Like, the whole process?
0: Yes. And, Bre- like, it's, it's really fun to, like, work with Braxton. And, like, it's just, like, a unified front. And we're operating on the same page. And it's just it's just nice to be working on something like this with her. So
1: how much do you have left then?
0: Oh! Like, well, the, the garden... <laughs>
1: Surely it's close. <laughs>
0: um, so we had to take a step back because we planted in the backyard and it was, the soil was too clay and the, the soil was really greedy with water. So uh-huh. uh, the, the flowers were wilting and Brexit was freaking out. Okay. So we moved our operation to the front yard where the soil is way better. We should have just done this to begin with. Um, we did not do our research on soil amendments, amendments. Mm. I don't think it's amendments. Um, Nutri- adding compost and fertilizer yeah just making the soil more nutrient dense um we did not add enough compost back there to make it what we needed um, oh i see so we moved to the front where and since we moved to the front we took a big step backwards but um it, the plant it, it was everything was going to die so it was a good move um but we still have about <laughs> like 450 plants to still get in the ground
1: gosh that's <laughs> so <laughs> That's so oh, many flowers yeah it
0: is. but she's excited I'm actually really excited for this too now that I'm more of a part of it
1: so what are you doing in the back then
0: so since we have this huge tilled area and slightly fertilized um, my mom is pushing to just do some uh, like to, uh, what is it like hard, like more hardy vegetables can grow back there Like, there, there's oh. actually vegetables that will grow in that clay soil pretty well
1: uh uh-huh.
0: So we plan on just having a vegetable garden back there,
1: dude. Make a disc golf course back there, a Dude, I could the, I, was nine walking, hole.
0: I was walking bare back in the like in the pasture area, and it's so open, so nice. So we could, I, I could get some uh, baskets, and we could have a tournament out there,
1: dude. Speaking of that tournament, um, so me, Josh, and Nolan played this last Sunday, mm-hmm. and we we have a new spot for the dudes tournament that's like way better than the one that we played at first
0: i love it i'm excited for the next one
1: it's like my favorite course in kansas city so far right on so i'm excited for the dudes to try it out
0: do you have any uh more nerdy news
1: oh no that really is like fallout and BioMutant is what i was going to talk about so i'm good
0: yeah i got nothing literally nothing (laughs)
1: because i don't think you haven't asked your second question have you no
0: i haven't
1: (laughs) we're talking up a storm today
0: (laughs) um that's crazy one thing i'll add that's kind of quick is i've been i've been reading enough um it's been more sporadic because of the gardening but um i'm on the fifth book of harry potter i just wanted to say holy crap it's 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 phenomenally good i can't believe that i've gone this long and have known the story for so long that i haven't well knowing the story from the movies, but reading the book, it's a, it's a, oh my gosh, it's, there's so much more story. It's incredible. And I know you don't like Harry, Potty, Potty, Harry Potter movies, <laughs> but you would, you would love the books, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, after watching the whole series of Harry Potter, they got, it grew on me a little bit, dude, but I still need to read. I do want to read the books at some point.
0: Oh, You would.
1: We have them also. I can do it whenever I want.
0: You would
1: love it. So yeah, gonna, third pod over.
0: I'm stuck. Believe, actually it. be- <laughs> Believe it, It's done. I'm stuck between two questions. Um, okay. Let's do this one because it'd probably be shorter. Maybe maybe a little thought experiment that I had. So I'm speaking like nationally, like between nations and countries. Would coming together make us lazy?
1: Make us lazy?
0: Mm-hmm. So like my my, my first thought was like, <laughs> Man, wouldn't we be so much more developed if we like if all of our scientists put their heads together and there was no competition and we were just like striving for humankind? But if we were all friends, would we really be competitive? You know, like some of the best things have been made because there has been competition and strife and not strife, but uh you know, adversaries. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think it kind of depends, honestly, because you can have, because uh, let's just go with you and I. Mm-hmm. So I hate you. And track, yeah, exactly. And this made me in, a better person. And <laughs> track, we we didn't like dislike each other, but every time we either practiced or raced against each other, like we wanted to beat that person. Yep. And so we were still friends, but we were still competing. So why couldn't it be the same with a whole world?
0: Yep, yep. Friendly competition.
1: So, so I think it could still. I think it. We wouldn't be lazy if we had that like type of mindset.
0: Right. So we, we would still be pushing for, because because exactly like in, in all fields you you'd still have competition, probably more friendly, hopefully, ideally. So what about this then? More... is is. Um, I heard a really good argument for, um, not having more social healthcare in America, and having a more private and um, capitalistic is that we can offer better healthcare. So just another thing, like if we were all working together and had the happy hands, like would we still have like high tier medicine and all these things if we were all like had more helping hands with each other? Does that make sense?
1: I mean, I hope so because I feel like if we're striving to be better, then it's going to like be like that in every single aspect of our lives, you know. I guess you,
0: I guess with this question, you really got to deconstruct society because if we're already banded together, then we've reached the point of human civilization where we've banded together, we're not fighting (laughs) each other and we're sharing resources. So I guess this whole question is bunk because we can't even like fathom that right now because I'm talking about having better healthcare because it's it's more like it's the money and it's more expensive and profitable. For doctors here, so like we will get the best of the best because we can pay them better. But, but that's I not going—that's see... not going to exist in a world where we're all holding hands.
1: Well, even so, I, I think I know where you're going with that healthcare thing. Let's just look at um, like European healthcare compared to USA. Okay. Because isn't isn't it different? I don't really know much. I just heard of, uh, like overseas is better than. Here in the U.S. for healthcare. See,
0: I don't, I don't know. I hear both. I hear that it's better, or I hear that it's less, but people are happier because they don't have to worry so much about their healthcare.
1: Yeah, uh, and like Europe and stuff.
0: Yeah. So, like, maybe the care to an extent is good, but like, if you get like a stage four brain cancer, like, and, you, and if you have the money, like, come to America because we can treat you more successfully.
1: So, like, the care is better in the U.S., but you wouldn't be able to like we had some we can't pay for it but the mm-hmm. insurance is better <laughs> yeah. in europe but the healthcare is not as good right i see
0: well, now i could be totally wrong but i think that's the i think that's what i've generally heard
1: yeah i'm i don't know anything about the healthcare. i just i just know <laughs> about i've just heard like rumors about it the insurance being a lot better than it is here
0: mm-hmm. but but like what i was saying i feel like the whole question is bunk because if we oh, got yeah. to that point of civilization, like I, I don't think <laughs> these questions would really be factored into reality. Because
1: we're living the dream at that point.
0: Yeah, because like if if we were all holding hands and we wanted the best for human civilization, then we, we would be offering the best healthcare no matter what,
1: like, For anyone. whoever,
0: yeah, for yeah. anyone, and not really worrying about the price because we're all holding hands.
1: <laughs> Good luck on that. I don't want to hold your damn hand.
0: <laughs> exactly, and that's why we have what we have.
1: That's why our world
0: sucks. (laughs) Yeah. We don't want to hold hands.
1: (laughs) Damn it. All right. Um, are you going with that question?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm trying to think, trying to plan on the fly here for our like last our last thing that we want to do for this podcast. How much time do you want to allow?
0: Uh, like five minutes. I don't know. I have such a here, since because we're at about 48 minutes. Give me two minutes to ask one more thing. And then I think we'll have enough time to do the the last bit. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> do you think it should be a regular routine to be detoxing our bodies? Like, like as regular as like brushing teeth? No. Why? Why no? I'm curious on your answer for no.
1: So like, I guess I'm going to ask you, what do you mean? Like by detoxing, like just getting everything out?
0: So detoxing metals and parasites and just general toxins because the world is so chemical, like even our clothing, like sweat resistant clothing has chemicals on it and that's being absorbed through your armpits and things like that. So like, I heard an argument that weekly, maybe even twice weekly, we should be doing some kind of cleanse and Brex and I have jumped on board for the parasite cleansing and, where I, right now there's a lot of different methods and strategies to do this but one of the easiest and i guess more traditional like eastern medication is just eating like garlic raw garlic cloves and <clears throat> first off i want to say it's horrible
1: that sounds <laughs> <can't> terrible
0: <laughs> um so i'll let you know if i'm pooping worms i'll let you know if this <laughs> this, this so post, like, cleanse works
1: this is this is where i'm at with it because mm-hmm. i feel I look at detoxing like a, it's basically like another version of a supplement. Yeah. L- like well,
0: you know, keep going. I want to,
1: be- you to stay. because like you're talking about like removing waste from your body, basically, mm-hmm. and the way to do that is either a bowel movement or through urine. Mm-hmm. So, basically, you could eat. In my eyes, you could just eat more fiber, and just kind of drink more water, get more electrolytes in you and then you your body will naturally like remove what it needs to remove so the, there's no reason yeah. to like there's no reason to do something that you don't even enjoy so but
0: what about this because i totally understand what you're saying um because our body will naturally get rid of metals and toxins and parasites and all that stuff but what if this is why i'm saying like what if we should be doing this on a more regular occasion because we have built a more toxic world that our bodies can't naturally handle
1: I mean, I feel like our bodies will adapt to it. Honestly, it's just basically like your immune system. Once you get exposed to a virus or a whatever bacteria, uh, your... Oh, what about
0: this? Like tattoos,
1: bodies will, huh?
0: Having tattoos, um, you'll you'll carry more metals in your body. So I mean, you can say so, that
1: about anything,
0: <laughs> right? But I don't think I don't think your body, like over time, will naturally adapt to that. I feel like you'll have to work out a process to like cleanse that regularly. But like
1: how detrimental, like, have you ever, cause I, I mean you and I have tattoos and I've never experienced anything from having tattoos by having more metal in my body, I guess.
0: I think that is the ultimate question. How detrimental, <laughs> you know, like yeah. how, how much optimization will this actually add to your life if you're regular in the cleansing parasite cleansing, I think could have some merits to be like done on a regular occasion. But I think I agree with you more like on the metals and toxins that your body, I mean, if you're exercising, you're sweating, um, that should do the trick for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but like extra like drinking coffee enemas and doing saunas and doing all these other practices to detox your body. How, how much, opti- like does that really optimize your life to an extent or you know, I so I, I definitely get what you're saying for, yeah, with that question.
1: So, for my <clears throat> reason, like I answered the way I answered is because, mm-hmm. like, my perspective is I think at times we try to make it a little too complicated. Mm-hmm. So, when we kind of dumb it down and simplify it to where it's just like eating right, exercising, and then not being like a total piece of shit, like, lifestyle, <laughs> yeah, then it's like you're going to be for the most part. I mean, not everyone, obviously. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But if, I mean, if you have that those genes where you do need to do like more detoxing, then I think the, like what you're asking me could be beneficial.
0: Yeah. And it's it also, depends. I believe it also comes down to, um, being aware of the things that you put on your skin, like what lotions you're using.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Things like that. Because mo- most lotions, most sunscreens are highly toxic for your body. Um, I think Darren Aline said this, is like he doesn't put anything on his skin that he can't eat. And there are like organic, good, healthy sunscreens that you can put on your body and like you theoretically could just eat, but you wouldn't want to. <laughs> it's <the> garbage.
1: It <laughs> probably tastes like but dude.
0: Yeah, so I would say like diet, exercise, be aware of what you're putting on your skin and perfumes and all this stuff. Because I, I, I do believe that if, we're, if you're naturally, naturally, naturally living in this world, um just going he like not being aware of these things then it probably might cause a problem over the, like over the long term of your health
1: mm-hmm. yeah i definitely agree with that <clears throat> and
0: i'll let you know if i poop worms
1: <laughs> you poop butt worms
0: <laughs> worms yeah because apparently on these lenses man like they you see like the pile of worms in your stool and so I think because Brexit has been wanting to do this for oh. a long time. A long time she's wanted to do uh. this. But the reason why she hasn't done it is because she's terrified of seeing the worms in her poop.
1: But like, I don't know, because like we're in a developed country, like parasites and shit are going to be like in underdeveloped countries where there's no like sanitation at all.
0: No, dude. Parasites are freaking in, in highly processed. They're in, they're in all like almost all fast foods. So highly processed foods have parasites Parasites are all over your uh, produce, and like just washing with water, like just to rinse them off, is not going to do the trick. Like th- this has been shown more and more and more, especially with TikTok. TikTok has really brought light to this. But TikTok, <laughs> so it's it's in it's in like it's freaking everywhere. Like literally, people are making arguments like if you live and breathe in today's society, you have parasites. It's like oh gosh. Well, oh so I mean, there, there is like I guess I can fear, see that. I guess, but yeah. Like there, there because, was like, this dude that took a video. And he was just walking barefoot on the beach and got parasites in his in his feet.
1: That's just unlucky. I feel at that point.
0: I know, right? That, that's just <laughs> something that happens to like Ryan.
1: <laughs> yeah, agree. Yeah. He just walks down the street and gets parasites. <laughs> Shouldn't uh, like,
0: walking on the street, man.
1: It's like basically saying, I mean, it's probably a little. Because we have bacteria everywhere, so it's basically mm-hmm. probably the same sort of thing.
0: I would, I don't, I don't know if it's because, like, you can get, you can like a lot of <laughs> detrimental things that can happen with worms. Like, they can get in, they can be, they can, they can be stored within any organ in your body. So like, they can be in your brain, they could be anywhere. And like, you don't want little parasite wormies clogging up yeah, your you, brain.
1: You can also die from any type of bacteria if it gets too bad.
0: You can die from Tylenol, man. That blew you can my die from. Mind.
1: Walking down the street, something will fall on you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I guess ultimately be aware of what you eat. Cause it's like if, you, if you try to worry about too much, you're just going to stress yourself out. Because at the at the end of the, at the freaking end of the day, like you can only do what you can do. Like if you're stressing out over everything that you're touching and breathing, you're going to live a horrible life.
1: That's why I'm kind of answering these questions the way I am.
0: Yeah, like, you'll there's, die the there's only so
1: much I can worry worry about, so I don't really want to... As as, if, if it
0: doesn't cause problems, then I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> oh, man. We, we got four minutes. You, you want to start with your...
1: No, I kind of want to take it back off yours. I'm curious what you do with this.
0: All right, I'm actually really excited. So, we're adding this new addition to the podcast at the very end where we're going to give some of our favorite friends and people and random Johos a shout-out. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to shout-out to our friends. And I'm... Got a shout out to a fella named Trent Reinhardt And I'm shouting him out because uh-huh. he is on a chess journey, man.
1: Did he start playing chess?
0: Dude, I have been playing him a lot on the phone. App, <laughs> and he is probably as addicted, like you know, you know when we first got into it. I mean, we're still pretty addicted, but like when we first got we were reading books and I was watching like streamers and all this stuff, like getting as much chess information as I could. Uh-huh. Well, that dude's doing this, and he's playing, and he's getting, yeah, he's getting exponentially better, and it's it's been freaking fun.
1: Yeah, I'm getting kind of sad, because school's been whooping my ass, so <laughs> yeah. I was telling Green this the other day, like, there's only so much my brain can handle, mm-hmm. and so I haven't been able to play chess, like, the last couple of weeks, just because yeah. my brain's been so fried, but that's awesome <laughs> that Trent's doing that.
0: Yeah, dude, it's awesome. I, I tried playing, Josh sent me a couple game invites. But both both <laughs> games screwed up where it said like on both of our screens, it said waiting for the opponent's move.
1: Is this on the like where you text each other?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's on that version.
1: Just play through chess.com Julians.
0: Well it's, it's cool. It is so it's so easy and convenient to just play through like a text message.
1: Oh yeah. So you don't have to just sit there yep. for like 30 minutes and play a game.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, there's my shout-outs to a good old Trent. All right. I like it. I like it.
1: So my shout out is to our dude, Nolan. Hey. And it's because um, we don't get to see each other like all the time because we're, I mean, we're all busy. Hmm. And, but the, this last weekend I got to see him and the dude's just always fun to be around, man. Like it's always good vibe and always listens to what you're saying and kind of knows what's going on in your life because he remembers. And Always just wearing appreci- a smile always wearing a smile just so uh, i appreciate him in that that regard that's beautiful i don't actually cool. know if he listens to the podcast
0: you're gonna make me <laughs> cry <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. already, man. yeah i know it only took 58 minutes to get there
1: <laughs> <laughs> instead of our, our original dad just saying screw everyone
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've got a lineup if you're at the top of the list. We hate you the most <laughs>
1: <laughs> Green one's definitely up there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see how the shout-outs go. Um
1: I am too. I'm curious. Uh
0: so yeah, there we are. We're at the last minute. Too hey, you want to close us out, man?
1: Yeah, we're actually not scrambling around trying to finish this thing. Hell yeah. That's nice. So that concludes this episode of the Big B and C podcast. Hopefully the audio isn't a total turd. Mm -hmm. Or else you'll never hear about this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Other than that, thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks, hopefully.
0: All right. Boop.